In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verses 16 through 27, where I'll ask the question, what does David realize about God? First Chronicles 17, verses 16 through 27 says, Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And this was a small thing in your eyes, O God. You have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come, and have shown me future generations, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you for honoring your servant? For you know your servant. For your servant's sake, O Lord, and according to your own heart, you have done all this greatness in making known all these great things. There is none like you, O Lord, and there is no God beside you according to all that we have heard with our ears. And who is like your people Israel, the one nation on earth whom God went to redeem to be his people, making for yourself a name for great reward and awesome things, in driving out nations before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt? And you made your people Israel to be your people forever, and you, O Lord, became their God. And now, O Lord, let the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning this house be established forever, and do as you have spoken. And your name will be established and magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, is Israel's God. And the house of your servant David will be established before you. For you, my God, have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him. Therefore, your servant has found courage to pray before you. And now, O Lord, you are God, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now you have been pleased to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever before you. For it is you, O Lord, who have blessed, and it is blessed forever. David has moved the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, and when he did so, he rejoiced and celebrated this wonderful thing that was taking place. And after he had done that, and he had established the worship of the Lord, he said he wanted to build a house. He wanted to build a house for God. He wanted to build a temple. And the Lord said, you want to build me a house? I'm going to build you a house. You think I need a house? I don't need a house. But I'm going to make one of you, David. And I am going to absolutely bless you in a wondrous way. Your descendant will be a king like no other king. He will be a king who reigns forever. And this great king that will come from you, David, he will be the greatest king that has ever been. When David hears all this, he realizes a few things about God that he relates in his prayer. So here are three thoughts from 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verses 16 through 27, answering the question, what does David realize about God? Thought number one, a small thing. David realizes that the Lord establishing a house for him is a small thing for God to do. Now, it's not small for David. For David, it's the biggest thing ever. And it's not small for the people of Israel because for the people of Israel it is the biggest thing ever. And it's not small for the whole of creation because for the whole of creation, this house that the Lord establishes is the greatest thing ever. But it's still a small thing for God. It's a small thing for God because God is able to do innumerable, massive things. And David starts to realize that. He starts to realize that God is capable of things so much greater than we could ever even imagine. And that's something that each of us have to come to terms with. We have to come to terms with the fact that God is not limited in the ways that we are limited. God is not limited in power. He's not limited in might. He's not limited in goodness. No, the Lord can do miraculous, wondrous things, and they are all small 
to him because he is capable of so much more. Thought number two, God's heart. David recognizes that the Lord is establishing this house for David, not because of anything great about David, but he's doing so because from his own heart, he is motivated to do so. That God is doing this because it's an overflow of his graciousness. It's an overflow of his mercy. It's an overflow of his steadfast love. This is why God is establishing the reign of David's line. It's because God has such great love for his people. And what isn't mentioned here in David's prayer is that the Lord establishing his house is a part of the fulfillment of all of God's covenant promises that he has made with the people of Israel. That the Lord is keeping his promise by doing this. And all of this comes from, not because of the goodness of David and not because of the righteousness of the people of Israel or any other such thing, only because God has deemed it good. This is why God is making this promise. This is why God is establishing this kingdom, because God has found it in his heart to do so. Thought number three, blessing of Israel. David recognizes that the Lord blessing him and his house in such an amazing way isn't just a blessing for him. But it's a blessing for all the people of Israel. Because if the people of Israel are given this great, glorious king whose reign extends forever, then they will be notably blessed. They will have such a good life, such a good existence within this future kingdom that David recognizes that it isn't just for him that this blessing is coming. But this is a blessing for all the people of Israel. And in fact, it's a blessing for all the world that this great and mighty and powerful king will one day reign on the throne. Now, of course, you've probably realized that this great and powerful king who reigns on the throne, who has an everlasting kingdom, who reigns forever with all authority and all power, you've probably realized that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of this prophecy, that Jesus is that great king that he is of the lineage of David, and he, in fact, reigns eternally. That's important for us to know, that we serve Jesus Christ as Savior, but we also serve him as king, as authority, as ruler, and what a wondrous ruler he is. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 1 Chronicles chapters 15 through 19. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.